Burton, a little trouble. Now they loop it in the right, and nobody's home. Picked off by Miller. Gores ahead. Lane's on the other wing. He finds oh! it. Oh! 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 Yeah! Send it in, Jerome! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Campus Tour podcast. We have basketball. They happen. The games happen. They were real. We didn't dream yep. it. Actual <laughs> basketball happened. Uh, so we have pass-fail, so it can be football or basketball. We have a great interview with John Harr. Some of you might remember him from Penn State. Um, he's still currently there. Really awesome talk with him. He kind of just like wanted to shoot the shit with us, which was really fun to do. So it was kind of a less traditional uh, interview, but we had tons of fun with it. So uh, shout out to John for coming on. And then we wrap up with student advisors. Let's just get right into pass fail. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Is yours football or basketball? Can I ask that? My, my pass is basketball. My fail is football. All right. I'll go first then. <laughs> you little shit. All right. I don't think you'll take I don't this. think you did either because I would know because I would. You would have asked me how to pronounce someone's name on the team that I did pass for. So. Oh, I think I did. I, I think I did do it. I did some research then, but I'll just uh, jump. All right, go for it. So pass for me. It's going to be the same. Ochai Abaji from Kansas. Um, I mean, Kansas was able to walk away with a 87 to 74 win at the Champions Classic over Michigan State last night. This was without having starting forward Jalen Wilson, who's suspended for three games. Um, credit the win in large part to Abaji here, he had 29 points shot nine for 17 from the field and was a perfect eight for eight from the free throw line. Look out for Kansas this year, especially when they get Jalen back. Um, also wanted to give a quick shout out here to Chet Holmgren, the number one recruit from this year's freshman class. He did not disappoint for the Zags on opening night as they dismantled Dixie state 97 to 63. You know, what's Chet- funny. I actually just like literally before we started the Zoom, there the Utah legislation is making Dixie State change their name to Utah Tech University. So really, how about that little All breaking right, news. But so, let me. So the Zags dismantled. Oh, no, you can say Utah Dixie Tech. State. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm just messing around. But um, yeah, I mean, Chet was great. He he finished with 14 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, and seven blocks in 28 minutes. Um, this is an ESPN stat, but I thought it was funny. Chet, he's the first player in the past 25 years to, uh, with 10 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and five blocks in his Christ. Division One debut. Yeah, I know. It's a mouthful. That's an ESPN stat and a half. But, I mean, 
this this kid is something special um be sure to check him out when he's in college because um before you know it he'll be in the league so special shout out to chet here but my pass of the week uh, a baji was great for kansas i i put kansas as a team um so i'll just add in remy martin was awesome Kansas fans and Kansas coaches are going to get so sick of him at some point this year, though, when he just shoots too much and it's going to be freaking hilarious to watch. But I love Kansas this year. I love the mix of veteran and young guys they're adding. I'm all the way in on Kansas with you, too. And obviously, I love Obashi and I love Jalen Wilson. So let's hope hope that Jalen Wilson can, you know, get things figured out because the allegations about him drunk driving or not great. So no. So he just figures it out and the suspension kind of gets a little fire under his ass and figure figures out and that's not what we should do. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how it's only three games too. But yeah, hopefully he figures out figures it out because um yeah he's a great addition to that team. So yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and pivot then and at about Six or seven minutes into the game, what did I text you? The Duke Kentucky game. What did I text you, Brad? Oh, about um, what's his name? I'm blanking on the name, but the freshman guy. Not I. No, not Paulo. I texted Brad. This Trevor Keels guy is fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, so I'll pivot my pass to Trevor Keels. Twenty-five points. He only had two assists and a rebound, but. Dude was just so fun to watch. He's like a fucking pit bull out there, man. Like it, it was Mark Vital vibes. He's just like a built dude, six four. He can run point guard if he wants to. Gets up and down the floor quick. He's stronger than every point guard that he's gonna play this year. So he's gonna out muscle everyone. Um, I was loving watching that. So uh, I'll give my pass to Trevor Keels for. I mean, true freshman going in, playing at the Garden against Kentucky, scoring 25 is pretty damn impressive. And he had to kind of pick up Paolo because Paolo got hurt. So, also, did you see Paolo now? Is Paolo Bancaro? What the, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I did not see that. No. Also, um, it, it's so weird seeing Theo John in, uh, in the blue. Yeah, it's so weird seeing him wear the Duke uniform. <laughs> I think he only had two points yesterday. I but I mean, he's just a big body. Like he's, I guess he's a good big body on defense. So he is. Yep. He'll, he'll get some playing time off the bench, but yeah, it's a weird kind of fit for, for the blue devils. I feel like to get a guy like that, but yeah, I mean, it is. yep. All right. Who you got for fail? All right. For, for my fail, it's, it's, it, this is a soft fail. I'll say too. So um, I'm going Virginia here. So for basketball, um, Ohio State who was ranked um, number 17 in the nation and Houston who's number 15 they were also underwhelming I will say on opening night Ohio State squeaked out a one victory victory over Akron um, and then Houston had to go to overtime to beat Hofstra um, both you know ranked teams were able to get the win and I mean you're gonna have games in the year where it's ugly and you play bad but if you squeak on the squeak out the W you just kind of move on um, but that was not the case here for Virginia um, who was ranked 25th in the country they they lost at home to Navy 66 to 58 the reason why I have it as a soft fail is um, Navy's actually decent they were 15 and three last year so it's not a horrible loss but um, with this being said this this did end the Cavaliers 24 game home opening winning streak 
And so, yeah, tough start here for Tony Bennett and the Cavaliers, but expect Virginia to bounce back later on in the year. I don't know if you saw this. Do you know who was on the last Navy team that beat a ranked team? I do not know. Who was that? David Robinson. Really? Okay. It was like the 80s. Wow. Huh. That's okay, cool. I don't remember if it's if it was their unranked and beat a ranked team or something like that. I swear it might have been just ranked, which would not surprise me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, my fail, I am <laughs> I feel like my fail every week. I just keep putting whoever I say that's gonna gonna lose that ends up losing so just I can clown on them more because I put Michigan State here okay. for football. <laughs> uh I mean I talked about last week. MSU was never going to be able to sustain what they were doing. They go lose to Purdue, which like, it wasn't even a surprise. I think the, what was the line? We had it at three. I think it was three or three and a half. I think we got yeah, it. At I think three. we bought, yeah, I think we bought a half point. So I think it was three. So it wasn't that crazy of a upset, but I mean, they much like no one else can contain David Bell with their weird kind of like, it is like a bit of a dink and dunk. Like, they kill you with 10, 15 yard passes and that's it. Um, but Kenneth Walker still at 146 yards of TD. So he's still on pace doing the Heisman, but I mean, he can only do so much. Yes. Yes. And I don't get life as I always think life as a Badger fan can be kind of weird sometimes. Like, cause we're always just there. I think life as a Purdue fan might be even weirder because you were, you're losing to bad teams and then you go out and beat, two top five teams it's like where the hell was that the rest of the games yeah i agree totally agree with that also i did want to rant a little bit about college the college football playoff committee they're just so inconsistent and it frustrates the hell out of me because it's such an obviously flawed system they come out whatever two weeks ago and they say alabama's number two because the eye test or whatever that's fine Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, that could be, that's fair. You could use that as criteria. Then they move Iowa up two spots this week after they beat the worst Northwestern team. They barely beat them seven. They won 17, 12. So your eye test would be like, okay, they are not that great. You could leave them at 20. You don't like, I don't get why they're getting moved up. And then they come out and they say Oregon's ahead of OSU because they have the head-to-head matchup. Another fine if that's your criteria, sure. And then now Michigan jumped over MSU somehow. Yeah, yeah. A week after you just said that head-to-head matchups matter, mm-hmm. so there's no consistency. Like, are we going off? Are we going off eye test? Are we going off strength of schedule? Are we going off? Are we going off head-to-head matchups? They're they're not consistent with anything, and it's literally it's ruining the sport because. No one knows what you have to do to be a top four team right now because the criteria doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's a like jumbled mess, like mess. I don't know what they're doing. And then they have to trout out one of these, one of the ADs, the Iowa AD, who's the chairman. And he has to lie to all of our faces and just be like, yeah, we want to watch Alabama, which is fine. But like, say that then say Alabama, I test. So then everything else gets graded on I test. But then you say Alabama eye test, and then you don't do that to then you or Alabama, then you don't do that to Iowa for the eye test this week. So it's like a whole mess. I, I don't get it. 
Yeah, I, I feel like they make excuses or kind of pick and choose who they'd like to see based on right. viewers and stuff. And yeah, there's no consistency and it's it's frustrating to say the least. I, I totally agree with that. Um, also, it's going to be interesting to see um, if, you know, Oklahoma, if they wins out, if they win out what they do right. there, because I mean, at number eight, I mean, it's fine, I guess now, but um, I, I think personally they should be in front of, you know, Michigan, Michigan state. I think I, I wholeheartedly disagree. You do. Yeah. Well, why is that defense? It's the same I mean, thing. It's the same thing as every single year we do with Oklahoma. If until they actually prove to me that they're going to play a lick of defense, then I will say they deserve to be in. I said to begin this year on our preview show, I think Oklahoma actually has a decent defense to actually compete in the college football playoff. I was completely wrong. We're doing the same thing that they did before. What did the first game of the year you even texted us? It was like they played Tulane, right? And they gave up they gave up 25 or 24 points in the first half to freaking Tulane. Yeah. What's yeah. Georgia going to do to them? Yes, true, true. I don't need to see it again. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a mess right now. I, I, I hate it personally. Um, yeah. it, there just needs to be more consistency. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this. I completely, I actually, these rankings that they came out with, I think are more correct than the week before that they did knowing what we have. Like, I think Michigan's better than Michigan state. I just don't think that they're, being consistent. I don't think Michigan should have jumped Michigan state. Mm -mm. I think Michigan is better, but then you should have reflected that in the first one based off, you know, other criteria, but they just did it because, you know, Michigan state beat them in head to head, which is fine. Then use head to head, but then you can't jump someone like that. That has a, the same record. They have the same record. And they just jumped them. I don't know. It pisses me off every time I see it. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'll get off my soapbox and let everyone enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, we're going to go to the interview with John now. Um, he, he has a podcast out, so go listen to that. He plugs it a couple times in the interview. Um, super nice guy, like we said. I hope you guys enjoy that interview. All right, today we welcome on John Harrer. He is a forward on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Last year, he had the most Big Ten stat line of the year. He averaged 8.8 .8 points and 8.8 .8 rebounds per game, which I think that's incredible. I did like, you can't, you got to try to do that. Yeah, I made sure <laughs> my last game that I didn't score. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, John, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Brad. All right. Um, first question here. So, John, you played um, high school football at the tight end and defensive end positions. Talk about some of the traits and skills from playing football that can kind of translate and be beneficial on playing basketball. Yeah, for sure. I got into football my junior year. Um, my head coach at the time was like, I need bodies to come out. So my friend group, just five of us, went out and played. Never played before. Played when I was like peewee, but went out there and just started getting in the weight room like every morning before school started. Um, and then I would say what translate is just the low man wins, like in football, <laughs> um, the low man wins. I know as a, as a big man in the big 10, I got to play big and I got to play. But when I'm boxing out, 
Kofi or one of those big guys, the, the low man is going to win and then you go snag it at the high point. I would just say the weight training, though, was important as my development as a basketball player um, as well, leading to college hoops. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, wh- what would you say is your favorite part about basketball? What's like the number one reason why you kind of fell in love with the game? Yeah, I, I was originally committed to West Point for football. I was going to go uh, join the Army and uh, play some football. And I don't know, some just told me that I wanted to play basketball. Just number one, your body, right? Like these football players, their body and their their head, like they go through beating every week. And then with basketball, you can be creative. I know I'm a center and I know I – like rebound, but I can still have fun with it. I can fake a dribble handoff once in a while. Like you can just be creative and have fun with it, and um, you know, the, get get better every day in the process, right? And in any sport, but in basketball in particular, you see a team come together and you, just, you know, you enjoy the your teammates and enjoy the season, getting better every day with the group of guys that you go to war with. Yeah, yeah. Um, describe what it's like to play, you know, basketball in the Big Ten Conference, which is, I mean, you talked about Kofi a little bit. Um, it's, you know, one of the toughest and most competitive conferences in the country. What's it like playing in the Big Ten? Yeah, I would say uh, I kind of like grew up in the Big Ten. So I think the brand of basketball now is that uh, plays like Big Ten, like just banging bodies together. Um Freshman year, I didn't really get it. Sophomore year, I didn't really get how physical the game was and how you had to play in the Big Ten to win. Every possession is going to matter. But I think Big Ten has the best brand of basketball. Uh, I know our defenses and Ken Palm rank in the top 20 every year. Um, and now you see, like, Michigan getting these five-star recruits like some of the other blue bloods. So uh, it's a great brand of basketball. It's really competitive. I think it's the hardest lead to win um, day, night in and night out. Yeah. Are, are you guys Big Ten fans? Or? We're, we're actually we're Badger, Badger fans. fans. Yeah. But we what love Big Ten. Like, Big Ten's the best. We love it. Who, who'd you say? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Wisconsin yeah. fans. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys I gave was... us quite a scare in the Big Ten tournament last year with that yeah, comeback. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys had us, and then we went on that run. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got you at the Bryce Jordan Center. Yeah. And that was the first time we've ever played yep. a team back-to-back and you guys weren't having it. I, uh, I actually host a podcast myself. It's called the Midnight Domino Shows with my teammate, Myron Jones. Uh, he's number zero. Um, he transferred yep. to Florida. But we uh, had Brad Davison on that podcast. I don't know if you guys saw that, but we did. I think it's like episode 34. It's called the Midnight Domino Show. But uh, I love Brad. If I could pick any teammates to play with in the big time, it would definitely be Brad. Guys, definitely have it's, you know, it's the effort. It's the effort level. It's, yeah, both it's, of, yeah. He he's does just the typical Badger guy. You think about Bruzowitz, yeah. Kraven Hoft. I mean, he gets the job done. He'll do whatever he needs for the team. Freshman year, he, you know, he's going to the locker room to pop his shoulder back <laughs> in. So yeah. he's, he's a savage. I was actually, um, I don't know how much I can say, but I was in the transfer portal mm-hmm. after the season just because of uh, the coaching change and everything. And I got the opportunity to talk, talk to, like, Coach Guard. And Brad oh, was really? recruiting me, and uh, 
I think it was Krabinoff. Um, I know he's like yeah. legendary badger. <laughs> I saw his like screen he had where he knocked a dude out back in the day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah uh, you guys do it right. You guys <laughs> it's, have a great yeah. friend. It's hilarious you said that because when Brad told me that you were going to do the the interview with us, I was like, yeah, I saw he went in the portal this offseason and was like, he'd be perfect for the Badgers. Like, I wanted yep. them to get you. So it's hilarious yeah. you said that. But, hey, yeah. Penn State's a great place, too. So yeah. we, we I, still I get just, to watch I you in the Big the Ten. No doubt. I, I, I have, like, my home here. Like, my family's close. Right. I don't know. It's just uh, the whole COVID year, too, like. I get told this time last year that I'm going to play another year of college basketball. So it was just kind of like, oh, man, I, I have nightmares of Ethan Happ at the Cole Center. <laughs> he, uh, I have nightmares of that dude. Where is, where is he at now? I saw he went to like Galatasaray or somewhere. Do you guys know? You keep up with him? I think he's still. I don't know still... the exact team, do you, yeah. Derek? I think he's still out in Europe. Yeah. I don't know where. Somewhere, yeah. No. But uh, you got a new head coach this year, uh, Micah Shrewsbury. Um, can you kind of talk about the transition, you know, with a new coach and kind of how his coaching style is so far, how you like it? Yeah, it's it's a different style than I'm used to. But, I mean, he's one of, like, he's just a basketball brain that I've learned so much from. Um, I'm kind of learning, like, I, I think I've always played hard and tough and I try to make that my identity, but, there's like things to add to the game now where it's kind of just like helps you uh, save, not save your energy, but you know, if you put kind of the term work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he, he knows so much. He's been at the highest of level of basketball. He's coached with Brad Stevens and uh, it's just been exciting. Um, he's a lot of fun too. He's a family guy. He like jokes around. <laughs> and then when it's time to work, he's ready to he's ready to work, and he wants to win. He brought in a bunch of fifty year seniors. Our team's the second oldest in the in the country this year. I know you guys had the oldest team. You guys two <laughs> years it. ago or something. Yeah. You guys were like older Good than the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. So we're the I think we're the second. Every team's old though this year. Like right. every team has the fifty year seniors. So. <laughs> Well, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. That's a good transition because I was going to mention you guys do have a large chunk of contributors coming back from last year. Um, I was kind of surprised to see people predicting you guys near the bottom just because you guys do return a ton. Um, do you guys use that stuff as motivation or you just control what you can control? Listen, Penn State basketball, I've been at the bottom of the Big Ten every year. We we were number 10 in the country in the start that year. We I think we were like maybe number nine or 10. So um, yeah. in the big 10 preseason. So whatever. I don't, know. I don't <laughs> use this fuel. I don't like, I think I always say the media is kind of for, for the family. I like doing podcasts and interviews and stuff, but uh, the media is for like my mom or brother to listen to. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? That's a good point. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Last one I got here for you, and then Brad's got a couple more. Um, you, you do kind of come back as one of the leaders of the team. What's the process been like, you know, under a new coach, you turning yourself into a leader? Yeah. Uh, my previous coach always, like, had the leadership council, and he was always developing me, like, giving me resources, like podcasts, books, to try to learn how to lead and how his style of coaching. 
And I mean, Shrews is just trying to, he, his thing is like, he wants everyone to be there themselves. Like we all, we all, I think we have like four captains of four different teams come together. Like Jaheim Cornwall was a captain. Jalen Pickett was a captain. Uh, Sam, who's with us last year, he was a captain at Binghamton. So we all have like a leadership style. So he's kind of wants us to be ourselves and he'll be himself and we'll work and learn from each other. So can you talk a little bit more about like the improvements and kind of progress that you've made since your freshman year to kind of grow as a player? Yeah. You mentioned I was like a football player and I was like, I, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of skill when it came to basketball, like post moves or anything. Like I, we had an NIT run and I went out there to pretty much just cover ball screens and, if you remember the name Tony Carr, he just got oh, me yeah. wide open layups. So uh, it's pretty. Life was life was pretty easy when you have Tony Carr on your team. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Just it's. I think the main word with me is confidence. Like just like any other player, you can when you watch it as a fan, you can tell when a player is playing with confidence. When a player is play, not playing with confidence, I just think the years of me playing college basketball and the work that. I try to put it in every day, builds confidence. And last year, I think I was just the most confident I ever had. I just tried to rebound the hell out of the ball and do whatever it takes for my team to win. Um, and so um, what would you say your plans are for the future, both with basketball and outside of the game? Yeah, I want to go overseas. Um, I, I don't know. I want to travel. I, I mean, if I can get – a salary to work out and also play basketball, whatever it may be. And I think that's a pretty sweet deal. I see, I saw uh, Nate Reavers was in um, Croatia, I think. Yep. Yep. Went to Croatia. You guys had Michael Potter. Is he was still with the Heat, like uh, G League or? I think G League. I'm pretty sure it's the G League. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you guys had a, I mean, wherever I am, I want to hopefully, I, I have a, a good deal somewhere. And then after that, I want to coach. Uh, a lot of coaches have just helped me with, like, obviously with basketball, just with, but more just, like, being a person and uh, being a human being. So if I can do that for the future generation of, like, college basketball players, I think, I think that's a pretty good life. For sure. Yeah. All right, we got eight rapid-fire questions here for you. And just first thing that comes to your brain. Ready? All right, let's do it. All right, Brad. All right, best purchase you've ever made. Um, now you got it. <laughs> this is this is hard. Uh, best purchase I've ever made. <clears throat> I don't buy a lot of stuff. Food. I like food. I, I'll spend all my money on food. Uh, you can only keep one flavor of chip. Which one you keep in? Barbecue. That's the second time we've had barbecue. Everyone likes barbecue. Um, yeah. barbecue. All right. What is your dream car? A truck, like a eight foot truck. I don't know what brand, but just like a lift kit truck where I don't have to duck to get in and <laughs> I just feel like a boss. Uh, <laughs> favorite place to play an away game in the Big Ten? Uh, Purdue. Purdue does it right. They, they have that place jumping. <laughs> the answer we were looking for was the uh -huh. cold center. But <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't giving you guys up. 
what's your biggest addiction? So it could be a TV show, a dessert, a type of soda. What's what's your biggest addiction? So I get Panera every day. I live right next okay. to one and there's like a coffee subscription. So I go to Panera and get like a hot or iced coffee. And then I, um, I'll get like a pastry or like a breakfast sandwich or something like that. So I, li- I live on Panera. <laughs> My wife's the same way. She loves Panera. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hardest player to guard in the Big Ten. <sighs> Going with Ethan Hep. I'll give you guys a shout out. He's not in the Big Ten <laughs> anymore. I- I'll-, I'll go with Kofi. No, Zach Eady. He is. You can't do anything. <laughs> well, especially on you. You're a, what six ten center, and he's like yeah. seven four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he is massive, and he like is smart. Like he hits right. you with his your, his body first, and then gets a shot off. So can't do much about that. But I I always say Ethan Happ. Like I'm not even doing it because it's a Wisconsin podcast. Whenever anyone asks me that question, it was a, it was either Mo Wagner or Ethan Happ. Nice. Um, this is a tough one. So if you were to become a DJ, what would your DJ name be? Uh, so I actually, <laughs> that's funny. It's called DJ Killzone. I don't know how many Penn State uh, basketball games you've been at. Or Illinois does it too. Um, they do it on the road. Every, a lot, there's like three Big Ten teams that do it. But it, it's called a kill in basketball when you get three stops in a row. And a lot of the teams track it. And our bench um, for the past four years yells out kill zone when we get two, meaning that if we get this next stop, it's a kill. And, like, a team goal of ours is to try to get eight. So I called myself DJ Kill Zone because my freshman year I didn't I didn't play, and I was, like, that bench guy who did all the celebrations. Oh, yeah. And I, I would scream kill zone. And, like, I just remember being at Ohio State on the road and they were just calling me kill. They're like, kill zone, sit down, kill zone. Like, <laughs> chirping me and stuff. So, oh, like, that's I was like, that's a really random question from Brad, but somehow yeah, it <laughs> turned into back. a great answer. Right. Great okay. answer. Yep. <laughs> well, the last one we got here for you is there any reason behind wearing your number? Oh, uh, it's my brother's number. So, when I, I wanted 24 because that's my, that was my dad's number and that's what I wore in high school. But uh, 21 was my brother's high school number. So um, I just have a just keep it in the family. All right, John. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a blast. We love Big Ten yeah. basketball. So this Good is job. like a dream come true for a dream come true for us. So uh, thanks for joining and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Yep. Yeah, no Thank doubt. You, I, I told Brad at media day when I saw him, I said, I root, I'll root for you guys every game except – whenever we play i think we only play you guys once this year i think so yeah yeah we think i would have to play away because we lost last year away there so yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll we'll do the same for you then we'll every game besides wisconsin yeah we'll we'll cheer for this year so absolutely i like that appreciate thanks again john we appreciate your time yeah good luck with the podcast man i I do it too and i know it can get i don't know sometimes for me it's like um man but keep it up man if you guys have fun with it keep grinding yeah keep plug can you plug your podcast one more time so people can go yeah for sure i'll I'll retweet and follow you guys on twitter it's called the midnight domino show though it's with uh myron jones who's with the florida gators now yeah
Yeah. Everyone go listen to that, yeah, I'll please. Sure to check that yes. Yeah. All right. See you, John. Take care, folks. Yeah, you too. Okay, we are going to wrap up with student advisors. Um, let's start with player. I'll go first and go with someone who's, I think we've picked him before as a student advisor. Um, so I'll do it again. I'm going with Sean Clifford here. Okay. Uh, Michigan goes to Penn State this week. Penn State season is virtually over, but they can now play spoiler for a bunch of teams in the East Division for the Big Ten. Um because Michigan's still very alive and can make the playoff, if you ask me. Well, especially now that the committee made them leapfrog Michigan State. Yep, um, yep. But they obviously need to beat Penn State, and they probably need to beat OSU. Actually, they do need to beat OSU. Uh, and this will be the first big step. If if Clifford's healthy here, um, I like Penn State to win, but I don't know how healthy he is feeling. And he kind of is like – he. That's, that's like Penn State season so far. It's just been – is Sean Clifford going to, is he good enough to be the X factor and make them win? Or is he bad enough to make them lose? It's so, what version of Sean Clifford. It, right. What you get. Saturday. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Sean Clifford in a big game for Michigan and a big game for Penn state to play spoiler. All right. So I went shockingly, I went basketball here. Um, you went, did you go basketball for everything? I did. I, I did. <laughs> I'm too excited. I do have a gutter bowl that I went for football, but uh, oh, you're adding, you're joining the gutter bowl. I, game? I added one. I thought I should do something for football. So, right. but um, for my player, I went with Courtney Ramey out of Texas. So um, we've got a top five showdown this weekend, um, this Saturday. Number five, Texas travels to Spokane, Washington, to face Chet mm-hmm. and the number one Zags. Um, Courtney Ramey, he led the trio of Texas guards with 14 points in their 92-48 season opener win against Houston Baptist. Um, he'll need to have a big game on the offensive end, along with the likes of Marcus Carr, Andrew Jones, and Timmy Allen for the Longhorns to have any chance to knock off the number one team this weekend. So, yep, I'm, I'm going Courtney Ramey here. I, I think he has a big game. I don't know if it's going to be enough to beat Gonzaga, but I, I'm hoping, you know, he has a good game along with, you know, that stellar guard trio for the Longhorns and hopefully they can make it entertaining to say the least. Yeah. I um, was looking at the box score of t- Texas's game on Tuesday and it was a very balanced, like Shared the sugar, you know, a lot of guys. It was, yep. it was couple guys in the teens which is good to see that not one person is gonna do it if anyone's gonna do it timmy allen's just gonna like take too many shots or marcus Carr too there's so many options for guys who just want to shoot the crap out of the ball so it was yep. it was uh good to see our preseason favorite texas to share the ball chris beard probably is like installed the fear of god into him and like oh absolutely if, he's like mac matt mcclung is one thing because we didn't have anyone on texas tech last year but this year we have so many guys you guys better balance it out so good for texas for balancing it out yep i also noticed a former texas head coach who didn't uh do the greatest in his head coach performance yesterday they got the job done um yeah against well, southern illinois yeah, I think that's what it was, or S-I-E-U. I don't even know the actual name, but it they were down at half. Yeah, it was, yeah, not a great start for Shaka. So funny. Well, I definitely um, took your game, too, so we both have the same game for student advisors. Uh, I went Villanova versus UCLA. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> you took it. 
uh, two top five teams here going at it early uh, in the season, which we're getting very spoiled this year. Like we're getting really good matchups first week. Um, This is kind of the first big test for UCLA to see kind of a litmus test. Like did that final four stuff like, was that for real or was it not? Or was it just kind of a fluke? Um, I like UCLA. I really like UCLA to win. Also, you know, I'm kind of down on Villanova. So um, we talked about Gillespie. He looked pretty good in their first game. I watched that was the first game that was televised on Tuesday. So I watched some of that, but I'm extremely excited for this game. I'm extremely excited for the Texas Gonzaga game on Saturday. So solid week on slate and very early in the season, which is nice. Yep. To add a little to that, um, I love the player matchups in that UCLA yeah. Nova game. So you got Tiger Campbell um, against Colin Gillespie. I would say Colin's probably the number two point guard in the country behind. I, I would say Miles McBride. I'd say he's the best point mm-hmm. guard in the country. Then what you about got- Chucky? <laughs> hey, Chucky looked great in his first game. <laughs> Keeps that up. We'll have to throw him in the top 15. Um, yeah, <laughs> then you got at the shooting guard position, you got Johnny Juzang, um, who's probably, you know, the best shooting guard in the country against mm-hmm. Justin Moore for Villanova. And then I would say um, at the small forward, forward position, you got a top 10 matchup um, for small forwards in the country. You got Jaime Hawkes Jr. from UCLA. And then Jermaine Samuels. So, I mean, a lot of great player matchups here. It's going to be going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. I love it. Gutter Bowl? So, my Gutter Bowl, I mean, it's not as bad as it seems for a Gutter Bowl. But um, basically, I did it because of where they stand in the conference. I did Rutgers at Indiana. So, Rutgers, I mean, they traveled to Bloomington looking for their second Big Ten conference win of the year. Yeah, Indiana's yeah. still in search for their first win. Um, against a Big Ten opponent this year. So I, I've got, you know, Rutgers at Indiana. I'm going to I'm gonna say Indiana pulls it off. They get their first win against the Big Ten opponent. So I'm going um, Hoosers here. Color me shocked as someone who thought uh, Tom Allen stunk last year too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but everyone was so high on it. Dude, he's, he's literally P.J. Fleck. It's just watching like P.J. Fleck. Well, that and I hate to say it, but people were way too high on Penix, too. I mean, injuries oh, yeah. have definitely, you know, been unfortunate for him. But I mean, yeah, he was he was overrated. I think I said that early in the season, too, is like I like Indiana, but Penix is probably going to get hurt at some point. He has every the past three yep. years he's gotten hurt, which sucks. Like, does, I love Penix Jr. He's awesome. But Tom Allen, man, they're going to they're going to get sick of him real quick. The whole rah-rah cheer shit, you get tired of that real quick once yep, you start losing. Yep. Uh, my, my gutter bowl, I, I went troll mode. Clemson versus UConn. <laughs> you think, I wonder what the spread is for that game. You think UConn's got a it's chance? A, it's a ton. It's like it's still like 20-something or 30-something. Really? It might be 29, yeah, or something like that. I, I mean, I, I would stay away from that, but I mean, I would not feel confident picking Clemson to cover that. I would not either because they can't score. No, no. Yes. I agree with that. <laughs> so that's, that's the gutter balls. If you guys want, and as always, just any weekday turn ESPN on and you'll see what happened. I just looked at the spread. It's more than twenties. 39. It's 41. 41. 41 yeah. 41. 
<laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I don't, UConn is no bueno, but I, I think they could cover 41. You, where, where are the points going to come for Clemson? <laughs> right. I'm with you there. <laughs> or as always, you can just turn the Mac on during the weekday on, you'll see some crazy football. <laughs> Check our boy out, or, or check our boy with yeah. on a Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> I'm sure Ladarius is balling. I love it. Yep. All right, everyone, have a great weekend of college football, college basketball. Remember to hydrate. But yeah, everyone, have a good weekend. See ya.